If Jordans and Dunks are getting stale, where do we go from here? We'll discuss this this week on Fire Footwear. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Fire Footwear. As always, this is your host, Matt Freights. You can call me the Iceman. You can call me Matty Ice. Whatever it is that you call me, I just am happy that you are here. I hope this finds you happy, healthy, and safe. And I want to welcome everybody back or for the first time to the Fire Footwear community. It's been a great run so far. I really enjoy doing this show. And last week, we talked about the idea of Jordans and Dunks becoming stale. Is it possible that we in the sneaker community are focusing too much on Jordans and Dunks. And I really got to thinking about this a little bit and breaking down the different types of folks that are in sneaker culture. And there's one that I particularly want to focus on and not necessarily because they are negative or necessarily because how they interact with sneaker culture is a bad thing in the sense that there is some good way to interact with sneaker culture. I think sometimes in these communities, gatekeeping can be very, very prevalent. And we want to make sure that no matter how we interact with sneaker culture, that we are never becoming gatekeepers. Because in my opinion, no matter what kind of community it is, gatekeeping is a very negative thing. To decide or dictate how somebody or some group of folks is going to participate in a group that you yourself is a part of, unless, of course, there is some specific way in which you are supposed to participate, but that's rarely the case, we should not be telling people what they should be doing in this culture. I think that there is enough room in sneaker culture for us to all have our different opinions, for us to all have our different ways of participating. And this is what I want to focus on in this episode. But I was thinking about a specific group of people because there were some family members of mine that were talking about the sneaker purchases that they made. I think it is very important to point out that these people were not sneaker people before recently. And this is another phenomenon that has happened in sneaker culture in the fact that there has been an influx of people that probably never would have been a part of this culture if not for how popular it has become on social media vis-a-vis the pandemic. The pandemic, as we've talked about many times, has done a lot for making sneaker culture a part of mainstream culture. Obviously, there was always a mainstream element to it because you had a lot of rappers and so forth that were wearing these shoes. But I think that sneakers in and of themselves was more of a niche thing. I do not believe that your everyday average Joe and Jane was actually part of sneaker culture. But now it has widened to the point that there are many, many different people that are a part of it. And I think many people that are a part of it that wouldn't necessarily have been here if not for these factors that we talked about already. And so this person was telling me how they bought a bunch of Nike Dunks. But yet at the same time, and I want to thank everybody who was very gentle about my opinions about rep sneakers last week because I did cop to the fact that I had a rep pair of McFly's. But this person was like, I would never buy reps because it's retailer bust. And this is a phenomenon that I think is interesting because it really only pertains to Jordans and Dunks, I've noticed. And I don't mean replica sneakers. I'm talking about these brand new people in the culture who all of a sudden are deciding What is the most moral way to participate in sneakers when they themselves have been a part of it for literally months or weeks? And again, I don't want to be negative here, and I don't necessarily want to tell a group of people how to participate, but I think having an opinion as strong as I would never wear a rep pair of sneakers, I believe that that is reserved for people who have been in the culture a certain amount of time, and more importantly, people who have been a part of the culture and understand the history of the culture. 
I think that when it comes to rep sneakers, there are a couple things that make them both good and bad. First of all, if you're selling reps as retail, you shouldn't be listening to the show. That is probably the most deplorable thing that you can do in sneakers because you're not respecting the fact that the people that are out here trying to get these authentic shoes, a vast majority of them are paying a lot of money for the shoe, number one. And number two, they are probably trying to collect this shoe. And so by trying to pull the wool over our eyes by selling reps as retail, no matter how great the reps are, that's just never gonna fly with me and you should unsubscribe from this show and never listen to this show again because it's just not the way that I operate. But I think also with replica sneakers is we have come to this place where there are a lot of people who want to have them and pull them off as authentic. And I've said this and I will continue to say it until the end of time. And if you ask me personally, I will cop to this fact as I have many times in public before. If I have a pair of reps on, you will definitely know it. You will know it because if you ask me where I got those, I'm going to tell you where I got them. I'm gonna tell you where I got them with no shame, and I'm gonna tell you that I don't really care about anybody else's opinion about the shoe. It's just the way that I participate in sneaker culture. Now, you gotta keep in mind that as a 40-year-old man, I have lost the ability for shame in many ways because I don't have a group of people that I need to cater to. If you're a younger person, especially if you're listening to the show and you are in high school, it's a different world. It's a different ecosystem and you are trying to be as popular as you can be or just surviving amongst the popularity. And that's what makes high school so brutal. And I think that adding sneakers into it, also with luxury fashion and streetwear, you now have this idea of how am I going to remain popular and I don't want people to think that one, I don't have the ability to get these shoes or two, that the only ones that I can get are fake. Because even when I was a kid, if you had something that was a knockoff, and I don't mean a rep, I'm talking about something that looked like something that was popular, I got made fun of a lot. And it was really because my parents couldn't afford it. And that wasn't my fault. I was not afforded the ability to be able to purchase those. And it's just the way that life worked, but it didn't matter. You couldn't have that nuanced discussion with somebody in high school or when I was in grade school because that's just not how kid ecosystem works. The other thing about reps, though, that I think is a good thing is it gives exposure to people about sneaker culture. Now, a lot of people who buy and wear reps are usually going for the same things. They're going for Jordans, they're going for Dunks. I think I just saw an article recently, it might have been on the Nice Kicks Instagram page, I can't remember which, and it talked about how the Panda Dunks were one of the most repped shoes out there. I find that hard to believe, but again, it speaks to the idea that there are a lot of people for whom sneakers were not a thing until recently, and the Panda Dunks are the easiest and most recognizable thing out there. There are a lot of people that make fun of them because they are so easy to obtain because so many people are wearing them and they're not special. But for a lot of people, having a pair of Panda Dunks is an easy go-to to say, look at me, I'm part of sneaker culture. And I think that this idea that you are all of a sudden being a part of sneaker culture and now trying to dictate how it is that somebody else participates is the wrong thing. But in all of that, when you look at rep sneakers and how people participate, most people that are coming into the sneaker world are focusing on two things. They're focusing on Jordans and they're focusing on Dunks. And why? Because many of the people that are out there on social media are wearing those two silhouettes. And mostly it's Jordan 1s and Nike Dunk Lows, but there are a lot of other Jordans, of course. But my point is, Jordans and Dunks rule the world right now in terms of sneaker culture. Without Yeezys out there on a permanent basis, Jordans and Dunks are just it. But as we talked about, and as a lot of you chimed in last week via Instagram about the fact that, yes, Jordans and Dunks have become stale, we now need to look to the future. And instead of just me complaining about the fact that Jordan brand and Nike are giving us stale colorways and stale silhouettes, what I need to do is focus on the positive. I've always said that on this show, I want to be positive. And what do I have to do? 
well, we have to look for a solution. We can't just complain, but not look to the future and not look for a solution. So this is what this episode is about for me. I went through the internet and I started going through my past, honestly, and was thinking about other companies and other silhouettes and colorways that maybe we all should be thinking about. Because if we're trying to get Jordans and Dunks, we can't get them. And maybe you're somebody who will never buy a rep pair or wear a rep pair. That's cool, right? How are we going to get shoes that are still fly, that are still cool, and we can still participate in sneaker culture without paying resellers and without feeling like we are breaking the bank? Because as always, we need to be financially responsible. So I went through a bunch of websites, did a bunch of research to try and find as many silhouettes as possible. And I want to give them here because I want to give you inspiration. This is also coming out of the fact that, as I said last week, I'm trying to fill my collection these days with silhouettes and colorways that people have been quote unquote sleeping on. These are silhouettes that people aren't buying in mass. They're easily available at retail or just above on secondary sites, or I can go straight to the website and actually get them. Here is a really good for instance. The other day when I was dropping my son off at his school, I had a random pair of New Balance 9060s and I posted them on Instagram before. They're not one of the hype pairs. They're not a collaboration pair. They're just a general release pair, but they had great colors, great materials, and they really nailed it in its execution. And somebody came up to me and said, I was looking for those. Where did you get those? I couldn't find them. And the best part, I bought them off a website for retail. No upsale, no resale, no go to StockX. I got them straight from a website. Do you know how satisfying that is? And I think that when we focus on all the other great looking shoes out there, we can have that satisfaction of being able to go on a website and buy them. So Let's start with Adidas. Now, Adidas is interesting because Adidas is mostly known for Yeezys. And I would say there are a lot of shoes that Adidas has made over the course of its history that have never really been hype. And I think that Adidas doesn't have the pull as its own company the way that Nike does. Now, Nike having Jordan Brandt is just always going to be number one. I'm not sure what would actually have to happen for Jordan Brandt and Nike to fall to number two. Adidas came very, very close with Yeezy but the breaking of that partnership obviously ended that trajectory. Adidas, though, has a lot of great silhouettes that are not only popular with young people today, but they have a very similar aesthetic to Nike Dunks. And I think if you're trying to find an alternative to Nike Dunks, this is really a good place to go. These are not skate shoes. These are just their colorways and their silhouettes that have been out there that are soccer shoes. They're just random lifestyle shoes, but I think that they fit this aesthetic. Right now, the Adidas Samba is having a moment, and I can tell you, as a child who grew up in a very Portuguese neighborhood, Sambas were really big where I grew up, because obviously soccer slash football is very, very big in those European countries. There was a large Portuguese influence in my neighborhood, because where I grew up, a lot of people had emigrated here from Portugal, and obviously soccer was huge. I played it when I was a kid, but indoor soccer was a very big thing that I never got into. Sambas were really big in the indoor soccer scene, and they were really big just as kids my age were wearing them. So Sambas are having a moment right now. And again, they have that kind of nostalgic look. They have a very old school aesthetic, very, very simple. There's no real cushioning or anything, but I think it fits that Nike Dunk low mold very, very well. And what I have been seeing is because it's having a minor moment, there are a lot of really awesome collaborations and colorways with great materials that are coming out that I'm not even sure people are aware of. So I want you to pay attention to those. The Gazelles are obviously another one. Now, those are a very, very old fixture of Adidas's line. But again, along that mold of the Nike Dunk, I think you can't really go wrong here. I've seen a lot of great colors. I've seen a lot of great materials. And again, they're just general releases. They're not even collaborations. So I think that's a good place to go. This, to me, I think is the very, very 
almost quintessential Nike Dunk-esque shoe, and it's the Form 84 Low. I love these a lot. I need actually to get a pair of them. My wife just got a pair of them recently. Really likes them. The color really works for her. The gum sole really works for her. I need a pair of these because I need to diversify my portfolio as it relates to sneakers. And this is a good one also because I believe this is the shoe that Bad Bunny has been collaborating on. So it's also having a moment because of its association with him. But that's a really good one. And if you want something else that looks very similar, how about the Rivalry Low 86? Two very similar shoes, but have that Nike Dunk aesthetic. So I think if you want to stay with a mainstream brand, Adidas is a good one because they have a lot of options. Let's move on to New Balance. Now, New Balance to me is the square number two right now. I know that Adidas and Yeezy and all that are having a little bit of a moment in terms of selling off these Yeezys and they're spiking, but New Balance is here to stay. And I've bought a few of the New Balances. I just talked about the 9060s, which is on this list. You should definitely look at those. There are a lot of other silhouettes that they have that are both practical, but also look really good. And they've been doing a lot of different colors, a lot of different materials that have been really straying from what Nike has been doing. They've been taking a lot of risks in terms of the color palettes they've been using. The 574, I just bought a bodega version of those actually at an outlet because they didn't sell very well on their initial release. They had two colorways of them. One was a yellow and a blue. The other was blue and yellow. They basically were reverse of each other. You really can't go wrong with the 574. It's a very, very lifestyle-looking shoe. You could even argue that it's like a dad-looking shoe, but those are kind of in today still. But it's fire. It's comfortable, so you get that practicality and that fire, and that's what you're kind of looking for here. So if you have never had a pair of 574s, definitely high on my list. Any 990 you're going to do really well with. Obviously, there's different versions every year, but those are comfort. You can get the straight grays that are the dad shoe, but they've been doing a lot, a lot of collaborations with a lot of different folks. The 9060s are amazing. The 2002Rs have been obviously having a moment with their protection packs, so take a look at those. They do have some that are not part of the protection pack. They're just so cushiony. They're so comfortable. You can look good and feel good the entire day, and that's kind of, at my age, what I'm looking for. 993s and 580s are another one. Now, the 580s just had a moment because Stray Rats just did a collaboration with them. They were on the website. I saw them. I almost bought them. I went to look for them the other day, and they are gone. So that's very, very disappointing. But those are some New Balance silhouettes that you can look for. Again, you're going to get that comfort, and they're doing so much to make them a part of sneaker culture in terms of this is what is catching the eye of sneaker culture. So take a look at them. Puma is another brand that has been around a very, very long time, and they have some classics, and that's the ones I'm going to focus on here. Puma Suede Classic, you're never going to go wrong with those. Very similar to the Sambas, very similar to a lot of other shoes out there that have been out there for so long. They're staples. They're Stan Smiths for Adidas. Basically, the Puma Suede is what you're looking for if you're just looking for your straight up. I'm not really sure what to wear. Let's throw these on. So you should always have a pair of these in your collection, and this is on my list of how to diversify my portfolio. And then there's the Puma Riders, which kind of, to me, are very similar to a New Balance aesthetic or a Yeezy aesthetic. And they have a lot of different colors. They're very flashy. They do a lot of almost 90s color blocking, which I really, really enjoy. They're very comfortable. And I think that you can get a lot of mileage out of them because I think you can pair them with a lot of outfits and they have a really cool color scheme. So they stand out. Asics is another brand that I want to focus on. And what's funny is Asics is really a brand that probably many of you see as a running company. But their gel lights have been around forever. It's their biggest lifestyle shoe. And again, a lot of great colors that go with it. It's very simple. A lot of these are very simple, and you should focus on that. But Asics is also having a little bit of a spike because running shoes via Solomons and other brands like that are becoming now popular in the mainstream for sneaker culture. So Asics has a lot more. But if you're just looking for a straight-up lifestyle shoe, the gel lights you can't go wrong with. 
Saucony is another company that is known for their running, but their Shadow 5000 and 6000 and the Saucony Jazz are two colorways of their lifestyle that are amazing. You should go for them. My wife has a pair of the Jazzes, really likes them. So if you're looking for something, especially it's a more female aesthetic, I think, it doesn't mean that men can't wear it. It just means that it has, I think, more of an appeal to a female body because I think the way that it looks, it's sleek. It works well with a smaller frame. Those are great silhouettes to look for. Vans, of course. Now, Vans are known for their slip-ons, they're known for their straight-up skate shoes, and we're going to get into a lot of skate shoes here between now and the end of the episode, but the new school by Vans. And to me, those are, again, a very classic look. They're not the checkerboards, but they're very, very close. So you should get a pair of those. Etnies, remember them? When I was growing up in the late 90s, Etnies was definitely a company that was out there because, again, I went to high school in the times of Jenko jeans, Limp Biscuit, New Metal, things like that. And shoes like Etnies were big. Now, I remember I had a pair of Airwalks that I was very, very excited to have. That's a company that still technically exists, but they took a huge dip because skate culture really took a huge dip once we got into the late 2000s. But the Etnies MC wrap low and high, again, very Nike Dunk-esque, super, super fire, super, super cushioned because they're skater shoes. I actually think these are underrated. And I think a lot of these skate brands that we're going to name are very underrated. And if you've never heard of them, just Google them and look. A lot of great looking shoes, great colorways. And again, they're for skaters. But I think in today's world, we're not buying shoes for function anymore, at least not in sneaker culture. So you can buy a pair of skater shoes and be super, super fire. Maybe nobody knows what they are, but that's the whole point of this episode is to diversify your thinking and get away from Jordans and Dunks. DC was a company that I had shoes from when I was in my 20s. I really like the skate aesthetic. And if you're going to go for DC, the Manteca and the Versatile are two silhouettes that I really, really enjoy. Again, you're getting that skater vibe, but it's a little bit different. It's kind of got a Jordan and skater vibe going with it. And it's almost like the Nike SB line or the Nike Jordan SB collaborations. And I really like that about it. The last one I want to talk about is DVS and that is the Camacha. And I really like those as well. Again, all of these, Etnies, DC, DVS, those are all companies that are skater brands and they're focusing on skaters. But that's what Nike SB was all about when they came out. When they adopted the Nike Dunk after it had floundered as a basketball shoe, they catered to skateboard culture. That's where Nike SB was born. And so while today there are a lot of skaters who still wear them, because one of the things I like about what Nike does now is they try to have releases at skate shops and then they have releases that are for the general public. And the skate shops, I feel like unless you know where your local skate shop is, you're less likely to get them or the sneakerhead is less likely to get them and they're going to go more to skaters. And I think that there is a community of people that love sneakers and love skating and those are married together. So I love that Nike SB is doing that. Honestly, these are not all the silhouettes that are out there that you could find. There's a lot of other ones, but I want you to take away from this episode is that you should be looking for things other than Jordans and Dunks. Do not get me wrong. Jordans and Dunks are wonderful. They're fire. They're always going to be around. Even if they are stale, there's going to be colorways that, that really speak to us. But I want us to think a little bit differently because I think that it's incumbent on us to think outside the box so that Jordans and Dunks don't become stale, so that Nike is incentivized to be able to give us their best shot. They're not just giving us recycled colors. They're not just giving us what feels like a passable opportunity for them to say, yeah, here's a shoe for you. So think outside the box as it relates to your shoes. Take some of these as an example. Go do your own research. It's the best thing that you can do. And now it's time for release of the week.
Release of the week, where I like to highlight a shoe that has caught my eye that I think that you should know about. It's not always going to be hype. Most of the time, it's not. It's just something that I think that you should know about. Earlier, when I was talking about New Balance silhouettes that you should look at, I talked about the Bodega 574. Now, Bodega has been in the game for a long time. They've done a ton of New Balance collaborations, and they're a sneaker boutique that is in Boston, a city that is near and dear to my heart. They have a New Balance coming out over the weekend, the New Balance 610, which I believe is a trail shoe. A trail shoe is more for function, as you know. But as I said earlier, running shoes are having this sort of moment where they are part of mainstream sneaker culture, and you're seeing these companies try to put a little bit more of a sneakerhead vibe on them to try and cash in on that opportunity. Bodega isn't cashing in on anything, They are just doing what they normally do. They've done a lot of New Balance silhouettes. Some of them have sold well. The 574s that I have obviously didn't sell well to the point that I got them at a discount at the outlet. But I think that these 610s are a really fire colorway. You should look them up. So that is the release of the week for this week. What do you think about all these silhouettes? How do you feel about Jordans and Dunks? Reach out to the show on Instagram. At FireFootwearPod is the way to do that. On Twitter, the handle is at FireFootwearPod as well. If you want to email some questions and comments, FireFootwearPod at gmail.com is the email address to do that. If you're listening on Apple and Spotify, please hit follow. Do not forget to hit rate and subscribe and all that stuff. It keeps the show growing and charting. I hope that this finds everybody well. I hope that this finds everybody safe. And as always, I will see you next week. This is Fire Footwear. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Fire Footwear are those of Matt Freights and his guests and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Fire Footwear is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.